0: Everybody, welcome back to Last Hobos Ramble. I am John, and I am Adam, and we are the Last Hobos Ramble. Adam, you want to throw the uh, places they can catch us at?
1: Yep. So you can get the podcast on any of your favorite streaming services. That's uh, iTunes, podcasts, uh, YouTube, as well. Last Hobos Ramble. Just search us, and it'll come up. Spotify iHeartRadio, any of the major podcast publishers. Also, you get all the episodes at our website. Uh, It's rss.com backslash podcasts backslash last hobos ramble. And uh, if you go there, it's got all of our podcasts. Uh, Should have a way for you to get a hold of us by email. Uh, Our email address is lasthobosramble at gmail.com. Please feel free to send us an email. Uh, Tell us how good or how bad we're doing. We're uh, we're good either way. We like to hear from people. Uh, At least we know you're listening. Uh, Facebook, TikTok, same thing. Last Hobo's Ramble and uh, also Instagram. John is the uh, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram guru over there so he normally gets all that stuff and uh, he tries to keep the tiktok page uh, populated with
0: with videos and stories and
1: a little Mm -hmm. bit different content over there right john
0: it is and i'm running a little bit behind uh can i go ahead and tell them what we did on uh was that sunday night yeah that's saturday night that was saturday Saturday night saturday night Yeah. Yeah, you know, so we're following up on our last week's podcast. We had uh, Mitchell Whittington from the Grove, which is a house in Jefferson. If you haven't listened that, you might want to go back and listen to a real good podcast. We'd like to thank him again for being our, our very special guest. But kind of following up on that, Adam and I went Saturday night to uh, Sarah Jane Bridge, which is kind of Port Nature's Grove area. Uh, It's the only way, I'm not exactly sure where it falls within those lines, but it's a bridge there. And supposedly the story is that Sarah Jane, whose husband had gone off. And uh, I think he was fighting in the Civil War is one of the stories. Well, she had to leave her home and she had a newborn baby. So she hid her baby under the bridge. Would be crazy by any any in any time frame because the gators down there, quite a few of them. So anyway, she hit her baby there, and when she come back, the baby was gone, and she was so distraught that she hung herself in a tree nearby. So now she haunts the bridge. So we went down and shot a little video right at dusk, a few minutes before. Of the bridge it's been replaced as concrete but uh it's been a i don't know we've made a few passes through there over the last couple of years haven't we? we were down that way adam and i've never seen anything out of the ordinary myself
1: yeah uh, we've been down there several times daylight dark even yeah cast a line a few times This yeah little marsh canal there uh Honestly, uh, before John heard about it on a job down in in, uh, Southeast Texas in the Golden Triangle there, I had never heard about it, and I've worked in that area for 25 years. Yeah. But that was the first I I'd heard about it. So, I mean, we went and found it, and mostly, uh, I mean, the stories interesting i guess uh, mostly john and i are more interested in wildlife when we go down there but
0: <laughs> right <laughs> but you know it's interesting to go and look and then you'll you'll notice people coming down after dark with their lights off on their car hoping to see the ghost of sarah jane or what have you uh you know it's all
1: which if you're not careful is a good way to join sarah jane but...
0: exactly exactly so we, we did that, and then we went by and picked up uh, my little buddy Harley, which is Adam's son, and we go to Bragg Road, and I'm going to try to say this right, Adam, keeps getting on to me, in Saratoga, Texas. That's it. Saratoga, Texas. Yeah, actually, the, the boyhood home of George Jones, when there's not much there, but Adam was telling me about this road and apparently in the early 1900s a train uh i don't know if he was a switchman or conductor or what but he worked for the railroad and apparently he had tripped or something and gotten his head cut off well now he walks the road looking for his head with a lantern So, we made a trip through there, and that road is, what, eight miles long, Adam? And it is straight as an arrow. Yep, eight
1: miles long.
0: Can't imagine a road being any straighter. Now, when we started, we did notice that there was a light up ahead of us, and I took a, I don't know, a 30-second video, and our plan was that we were going to take intermediate video intermittent videos as we go so that we could you know as we got closer now we did notice that there was a set of tail lights between us and the light after that and a couple of times we turned the lights off on the vehicle and stopped and tried to get more video of the light which we could see with our eyes but we couldn't get it in the phone for whatever reason and that that's a lot to do with my phone i'm not a big technology person so i don't have the latest greatest cell phone but we do have a video on the beginning of that light we never did have that light come past us it was headed straight towards us we had a car in between us and the light we never saw that car which we weren't close to it but we never saw those lights where they would have passed that car up and it never did come toward us did it that I mean, we never had nothing. We did run to a couple other cars later on. Yep. But it wasn't that same set of lights. No. So I give a little more interest in the Bragg Road than I do the Sarah Jane Bridge. Just because we saw something and we, I'll go this far. It's kind of like a UFO. You know, the simple way of putting UFO is it is an unidentified flying object. And this was an unidentified object out there. We don't know what it is or what it was, but people have been talking about this for over 100 years. So I don't know what you think about that, Adam. So this was
1: the third time I've been. uh, First time as a tour guide, Uh, I'll say that. It was a first for me. First time I went as a tour guide, first time John and Harley had been Uh, The light we saw at the beginning was consistent with what I'd seen before. I saw it uh, both of the other times I went. Uh, And it never seems to be... You can typically tell when it's headlights, right? Um, Even that distance in the dark, they have a certain tint to them. This had, at the beginning, more of an orange tint to it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was focused. And so it stayed there, like John said, between us and the, the car in front of us. It was probably several miles up the road. Uh, and then even once that car, we didn't see any taillights anymore. It was there for just a little bit before it winked out. And then later on, we did pass two cars coming back towards us, but it was really obvious when we saw those headlights, that that wasn't what we'd been seeing before.
0: No. And so, there toward the end, I thought, if I remember correctly, we've seen it off to the right, mm-hmm. which would have been off the road. Right.
1: So, And there are some houses down there and some barns, some pasture land, but they're all set off the road like 100 yards or so. If you, can, if you look out your side window as you're going, you can see... Well, like their barn light or their porch light way back off in the distance. So we know it wasn't any of that because the road's too straight. Yeah, and I talked
0: but, to Mr. George this afternoon and was telling him we had gone, and he told me that's been around since he was a kid, uh, that they used to ride down it. Of course, I think he more had sparking on his mind than he did uh, seeing the, the light, but he... Uh, he he knew about it and kind of told me a, a little bit about the story of the, the man and everything. So it's got a long, long history. If nothing else, if you live down in that area, everybody should go down that road just to see how straight it is. Because I've never seen a road that straight, much less one in East Texas that straight. So that was pretty amazing in itself.
1: And really, all of it is there's there's a lot of history there. Bragg was an old ghost town. It's a ghost town now, but it used to be a pretty booming place. It had a sawmill, and the rail went through there, and it had a post office all its own. Uh, I think they pulled the rails up in 1937, uh, and the town pretty much died a slow death after that. But uh, if you want to go you uh, go out 326 uh out of koontz and take 770 into saratoga and once you get through saratoga there's 787 you'll take a ride on that and uh it's probably about two miles down that road on the right and there's a sign it says uh i can't remember It says it uh, ghost road scenic Sun-try. drive or something it- and it tells you eight miles. And so, uh, you drive the eight miles and see what you see. Don't get in any trouble out there. Uh, still Hardin County. Uh, it's not a place to go carousing and drinking and, and being loud, because like I said, there are people that live in the vicinity, and uh, they tolerate people, sightseers. Uh, but, I promise you will be uh, in dire straits if you get out and start causing trouble. So,
0: yeah, it, it only takes a few people to run something like that for everybody where they kind of close it down, you know, or, or start monitoring it. And it's kind of a treasure,
1: to be honest with y'all. Uh, I mean, like I said, it's been around. Mr. George is uh, very it's 77, experience. yeah a very experienced gentleman and have, yeah. i had my grandparents tell me about it as well so i mean it's it's been there since 1937 and i'm sure the stories have probably been around close to that long uh there's a
0: lot of information on the
1: internet about it yes a lot of stories a lot of videos on youtube um, uh, different investigators and whatnot
0: If I lived in the area, close to that area, I would probably make that drive through there every Halloween with a carload of people, just to have fun. I think it'd be a hoot, so. Man, next
1: time we need to get uh, Amanda on board. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't got to tell her where we're going. Harley was, uh, he was a trooper about it, but he, he certainly didn't want the window down, and he didn't like it when we cut the lights off, so. No, no. I remember when I was 13, I didn't care much for it either, so...
0: I imagine not. (laughs) So...
1: Now, John and I are kind of like, eh, it'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But
1: but people claim to have heard all kinds of stuff. Voices in the woods, uh, chains being dragged. Uh, There's no end to the stuff that maybe people probably experience, and some people, their imagination gets away with them
0: but well sure you know
1: it's a fun time regardless
0: right just go and have fun with it and you know if you hear something or see something hey you know let us know we'd like to know about it so
1: yeah tell us about it i mean it's
0: or if you've got a place that's supposed to be something like that or something similar let us know where it's at we'll go out and we'll we'll make the run through there and, and give you our we, we have no paranormal experience, but we'll give you our two cents worth on it anyway. We got an opinion on it, I promise you, so <laughs> it may may vary from what you do, but anyway, so well, man, have you heard the uh one of mine and Adam's heroes, if we call him at uh or musical heroes? let's do it that way uh is in bad health, his family is uh put some things on the internet and uh you know he may be coming to the end of his uh his time here on earth so uh, if y'all haven't heard chris christopherson is in in pretty bad shape right now and uh you know we thought we'd just talk about chris and some of the things that we thought was cool about him and maybe uh maybe you'll pick up something that you didn't know or maybe you can send us something we didn't know okay so won't you start off adam won't you start off about old chris so i think uh
1: i think hero is not not far-fetched at all i mean you have a, a bona fide uh war veteran there uh served in the the vietnam war um uh, Taught at, taught at West Point. Taught at West Point. He's a rogue scholar, right? Uh, very intelligent gentleman. Uh, helicopter uh, pilot.
0: Helicopter and he pilot. Later flew, on. Yep. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, go ahead.
0: Oh, he flew helicopters offshore after he got out of uh, service uh, for PHI, I believe. He would fly oil field workers off down in the Gulf of Mexico and on his days off go to nashville trying to be a writer so i shouldn't say trying to be he, he bona fide. pretty much he's done everything he said his mind to be he's uh he's probably one of the greatest songwriters that ever lived in my opinion my humble opinion but you can back it up with numbers you know and just some of the songs he wrote just phenomenal uh
1: i think everybody would agree with uh <laughs> with successful uh i know he's at the top of a lot of folks lists as far as the best uh, yeah i can't i mean it, it.
0: it's hard to put it's hard to put someone as best or second or whatever you know to rank them like that but you know, he's definitely up there. He's written, I couldn't tell you how many hit songs, but he wrote, you know, of course, his probably biggest hits, "Be Me and Bobby McGee, who, uh, you know, was cut by Janis Joplin, I think, first, and then several dozen other people have over time cut it. And uh, it kind of became an anthem of some sorts. He uh, got a got a line in there that just you know it says I'll trade I would trade all of my to Mars for just one yesterday you know and that's a pretty I'm pretty sure he's feeling that way right now probably you know uh, he had just tons of great songs and you know he was part of the Highwaymen later on with uh, Waylon Jennings and Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash. And if you go back and look at the songs he wrote, a lot of the songs they did in their solo careers, he wrote. You know? So. Uh, there's a story that he was working at RCA Studios. And he was janitor there. And he was trying to get uh, music to Johnny Cash. And he went down and commandeered a chopper from the National Guard and flew it and landed it in Johnny's yard. And here come Johnny out, because I think Johnny probably had some uh, things that he was expecting choppers to land for any t- at any moment for some other reason. But he come out, see what was going on. And Chris gets out and says, I got some songs I want to play. And, you know, there, there was the beginning and they had a lifelong friendship. I guess if I had a funny story about Chris Christopherson, Adam, I was working in Memphis and typically when somebody come to town, we would buy tickets for our work group. We got a team we worked as and we'd buy enough for everybody. Well, I bought tickets for everybody to see Christopherson and everybody backed out on me. And our QA manager says, Hey, I want you to take my secretary. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's not going to happen, man. I'm not taking your secretary to a concert. Sorry and he said well okay is there a reason i was like yeah because i'm married and she's not and i don't want to get in all that kind of stuff whatever whatever so he comes back and says i got a solution you got extra tickets i said yeah he goes what well, if she brings her dad i said that's fine they can meet me there and i'll give them their tickets so this girl was in her 20s maybe and we meet down the night of the show And I give them a couple tickets to get in and we're sitting up in the balcony and (laughs) we're watching the show and they do an intermission. And I go out and get something to drink, you know, come back in and sit down. She goes, she laid over, she says, I finally figured out who that is. I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, he was in that vampire movies with Wesley Snipes. And I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Apparently, apparently he was in some vampire movies with Wesley Snipes, and I was like, I've never heard of him, but okay, he is an actor also. So, you know, here I am thinking, man, this is one of the great American songwriters, you know, and.
1: (laughs) Well, and hey, you know, Hank Williams, Hank Williams Jr. said it. He's out there in Hollywood.
0: Chris, Chris is a hot Chris moved out to Hollywood, right? Out to L.A. But yeah, yeah, it's a it'll be a it'll be a sad time when Chris goes. He's, he's just been he's been around as long as I can remember. Just such a, I mean anything the man put his pen to was a good song. I, I don't th- I can't think of anything that was a bad one. Well, and I mean, so
1: just just for well, your favorite Chris Christopherson song
0: my favorite chris christopherson song man you got to be kidding me you know it's i can give you three or four uh yeah you know me and bobby mcgee would be one okay how about
1: according to classic com, me and bobby mcgee
0: is the number one chris christopherson song okay then what about the one why me lord uh, I, uh think I, I think I
1: did see that one on here.
0: Oh, you know, there's one that goes yeah, into the gospel you, categories.
1: Yeah, let me just go through the list here. Help me make it through the night was number two. Yeah. Uh, it's, that one was spoofed on Johnny Carson, right? Right. Uh, for the Good Times. There's another great one. Well, that was number three. Why Me, number four.
0: Yeah, there you go.
1: 5, Loving Her Was Easier Than Anything yes. I'll Ever Do Again.
0: He was quite popular with the ladies. It
1: was quite popular with the ladies. Number 6, lover Please with Rita Coolidge. There you go. Uh, and this is my favorite. is number 7, Sunday Morning Coming Down.
0: Well, I was going to say, it's, it's hard. And how do you not throw that in there, man?
1: Hey, and Johnny Cash really kicked that one
0: yeah uh
1: yeah out in front of everybody to be honest
0: yeah
1: number eight the taker okay Wayland Wayland did that one, did that one, that one.
0: yeah
1: the highwayman
0: highwayman yeah
1: that's actually highwayman excuse me but I always say the highwayman but that's the name of the group but he wrote that one and then number ten was
0: border lord uh I am not familiar with that one. No, I'm not familiar with that one either. So, that's a double stump right there. Yeah, they say it's uh, one of his most underrated songs.
1: Brilliant song was released, Christopherson's third solo album, also entitled Border Lord. Uh, The album was released in 72. Dark, moody, and so captivating. And I would say he had several of those to be sunday morning coming down can be a little sunday
0: morning coming down is very downtrodden yeah i was fixing to say i'd say
1: yep, yep, downtrodden melancholy you know know, longing uh, yeah yeah. uh it's definitely one of my favorites
0: well then sunday morning coming down to me is the definition of a a person who writes a song because they have to not because they wanted to mm-hmm. you know he didn't i don't think he sit down and said oh i think i will write a song about being hungover on sunday morning how i miss being at home i think it was something he just felt like he had to do yep uh, and that's you know writing is very therapeutic for people who write absolutely
1: uh I, one of my favorite songs that he did he didn't write was on the uh, tribute album for Guy Clark uh, when he did Hemingway's Whiskey. And he has yeah. a humorous story at the beginning where he actually ran into Hemingway, uh, saw him and was going to go introduce himself, wanted to shake his hand. You, Cause a lot of these songwriters were, were Hemingway readers, you know, I, yes. Hemingway could have been a songwriter in another life. <laughs> um, you know, Addy made some different decisions, but he he ended up where he was supposed to. But he's going to go introduce himself to Hemingway, and it was during Hemingway's uh, paranoid years after he had undergone several shock therapies and different things. And so he sees Chris coming, who was probably wearing... You know, black jeans and a black t-shirt. That's seems to be his look. You know, he, he probably kind of looked like a, a young Hemingway. <laughs> <laughs> he probably did, but uh, he said Hemingway saw him coming, uh, jumped in his little Volkswagen and took off. Uh, he said, "I the last thing he says in that frog voice of his, kind of croaking, was uh, I think I scared him."
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So, but uh, well, a,
1: he does a beautiful job on that song on that tribute album it's one worth listening to
0: uh, some, yeah and i think guy those... clark would have appreciated that man co- co- coming from Christofferson. who i don't think they were in the same circles i'm sure that those circles overlap some but you know everyone was well aware of Christofferson in nashville at one time you know so yeah Well, I think you have uh, some more sad news for us, right?
1: Yeah, so uh, most of you probably know Toby Keith has been uh, undergoing some cancer treatments and trying to get past it and beat it. Uh, You can't deny his success um, on the music scene. And he's made some really valid points since he's come back on the scene about um, how the industry's changed. That uh, more or less he he could sit down and write for days and, and then it, it's just about impossible. Uh, I can't remember his exact wording, but it's just about impossible to, to have a number one anymore. Uh, well...
0: Not to interrupt you, but there's a a documentary on Netflix called Tennessee Whiskey. It's the Dean Dillon story, songwriter Dean Dillon. And Dean Dillon wrote a ton of songs for George Strait. I don't know if he wrote them for him, but he wrote them and George cut them. Okay. And he's one of the people, if he's got a song, he can probably call George up and say, I got a song I want you to hear, and George would listen. Uh, They both attribute their success to each other. But they had Toby Keith in this documentary, so I'm not way off base. But what you're saying is Toby's talking about a little bit about that. But George said in that documentary that he don't think that he can even bring a hit to country radio anymore. So, yeah, it's changed. But I don't want to get off the the Toby Keith thing because we don't wish, you know, bad health on anyone. Uh, Toby Keith. He had a long career. He's had a, a good career. And none of that's going to change what's going on with his health. Uh, you know. Man, wish him well. You know. Yeah, like,
1: I, I, like, hope
0: I hope he beats I hope it. You know. The guy
1: recovers. Uh, I can't. I can't deny his popularity and his success. I never was a huge fan.
0: And I don't think either one of us was his biggest fan. It just wasn't I, my
1: style, but I, I have to acknowledge that he marketed himself. And I mean, he, I'm sure he had a team of people helping him, like we talked about before. Yeah. But he was successful at it. I mean...
0: Yeah, and he had some good songs, you know, but just some of song. them were... To me, some of them were kind of predictable and maybe, I, and, You
1: know, if I had to name couple toby key songs that i really liked it would be i love this bar and i really everybody hates on me for this but i really enjoyed red solo cup yeah yeah i I, thought it was i thought it was catchy and entertaining and it was just a fun
0: song well i kind of liked how do you like me now yeah you know it's kind of an uh i told you so story yeah and uh Was it I love this bar? Is that the one where he's, uh, no, I ain't as good as I once was.
1: And the only reason I
0: like that one's because I feel it more every day. I was just going to say that one we could relate to, right? Um. Right. But, you know, again, we wish him all the best and prayers to him and for him and his family. Uh, no ill will. Um, yeah, we
1: just, just all of you be praying for them guys. Christopherson, his family, and, and Toby, Keith, and his family. Uh. And, and while we're
0: talking about praying, we probably should talk about throwing some prayers up there for uh, Israel right now. Yes. Don't know y'all don't, hadn't paid attention there. They've always been at war with Palestine, but Palestine actually attacked them this week. And uh, I think last I heard just before it come on air that, Palestine was taking the brunt of it right now, uh, which is you know, I don't know why why they got to mess with everybody, but hey, you know.
1: Yeah, and we, uh, you know, look, uh, and we haven't been secretive about we're both Christians. Uh, I mean, if you're a Christian and you don't like Israel, mm. you might need to check yourself. Yeah, you might you might want to go over and start reading, uh, yeah. and you know. <laughs> yeah. You need to get yourself in the manual a little
0: bit and uh, check out how that works out. All right. Uh, well, it's like when people run down the Jewish community. You know, better better watch what you say in there because there's there's scripture about that.
1: Yep. And um, I, I want to say this. So when we talk about that, and he, he's like you said, Palestine's taking the the brunt of it right now. They're getting hammered. But there's a lot of Christian people, there's a lot of Muslims who have defected to Christianity that are having to live in that, and they don't have the luxuries we have going to church on Wednesday nights and Sunday mornings and not having somebody threaten to lop our heads off. So, exactly. really need to be thinking about that. Yep. Uh, don't take it for granted. As rough as it gets around here sometimes, we think... It's ten times worse other places. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. Not, not saying it won't get that way,
0: but well, we had said we were going to keep this on a shorter than normal. Uh, we're going to try to cut down to about half what we had been doing. Let us know how you like that format, guys. Remember, uh, we appreciate everyone listening, especially when we hear look and see people from Belgium and places like that. Uh, plus, our hometown folks, we always love to see that. You know,
1: we're going to have a giveaway. Uh, we talked about Mitchell Whittington at the beginning, the owner of the Grove. Uh, he was kind enough to provide us with some books uh, that he's written, one of them about the Grove to give away to one of our listeners. Uh, it's, it's called The Grove in East Texas Haunting. It's all about his home, which is the Stilly Young home. They call it The Grove, and the experiences and the history that that surround it. Uh, It's an awesome book. I read it. It's such an easy read. It's so smooth. Mitchell is a a wonderful writer. Uh, Just an all-around interesting guy and interesting topic. So what we're going to do is, if you listen to episode 9, and let us know which one of Mitchell's hauntings is the best one uh so there's several of them but if you'll just listen to that and hit us up on our facebook page i'll have a post there post your favorite grove haunting uh if you don't have facebook you can email us last hobos ramble at gmail.com and uh we'll have a drawing at the end of the month uh have it on the last podcast which is probably going to be i don't have my calendar probably going to be around the 28th i think
0: and, and if someone from belgium wins we will ship it over there right oh absolutely yeah so uh, out of state out of city out of country doesn't matter yep so
1: be looking for the facebook post and also be looking for the uh videos john's going to post on tiktok for sarah jane road and the Bragg road but uh like John said, uh, if you don't feel like you fit in anywhere else, come hang out with us. Roll down the lens, turn up the radio. Just kidding back and ride real slow. Take a deal. Deep-